Welcome to a very special episode of Full Talk FC. We've got cups galore. We've got a Christmas field of action. We've got Mark's game. Is it pointless? We'll see. Front three, back four. We've got a special guest. And all of our usual fun. Let's go. We are, well, we are in the new year and we start with Leeds are absolute frauds. Called it. Oh, hold on. Can we just stop for a second? What, what special guest are we, are we expecting here? Well, ruined it. We don't actually have a special guest, but it's more like a cliffhanger to, to get the oh, great. To get the audience in. What you should have said, yeah. if you really want to do that, is so you'll find out later. Well, I, well, I could have said that, but you kind of ruined it. Oh. So, right. Good. Go. Well, you can edit that bit out. Yeah, but I, like I usually do, we yeah. my my large editing process. Of, uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, you must so, have loads of spare time since you've been banned off Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I've not been taken off yet. Yeah. Uh, soon, I've been taken off Facebook, Instagram. <laughs> Are you on Parlor now? Parlor. I didn't yeah. even know what that was. Like, Parler is the Parler is the Facebook and, Insta- and Twitter for um, so-called criminals. People well, they are... say free speech, isn't it? But they've been taken off now. Yeah, Parler's shut down. down. I thought Minds was supposed to be something like that. Well, there's so many, there's so many variations, but everyone was talking about Parler as the free speech platform. But I think Amazon yeah. are, remo- are removing their web service, and Apple and Google have blocked them from the App Store now. Yeah, that was almost uh, one of my front three back fours. So I'm glad I didn't pick it. Was, yeah, uh... no, I'm, sti- I'm sticking to sports this one. But yeah, so we've had, what, two, three weeks, it seems, or game weeks, uh, had our usual Christmas break. Um, I guess I asked you guys earlier, probably I think the best way to kind of do this, because it's been a quite a large number of games, is doing it like a, a winners and losers of this period. Uh, so uh, hopefully you guys have prepared like you usually do. Week in, week out. Yeah. yeah. When you say this period, uh, you, you meant the whole year. Yeah? Or did you mean <laughs> this last couple? You mean the period? Well, I mean, mainly I was thinking more the Christmas period, but you can do okay, the whole that's year. Fine. No, well, no, it's okay. up to you, Mark. Take it where you want, mate. This is a, this yeah. is a free, we don't cut free speech here, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> right. right. Can I go first? No, yeah. I usually don't in these instances, but I will go first. Um, Obviously, as you guys can see in my video, the biggest winners of this Christmas period is Arsenal. Um, during We just went through some of our results league stuff, and the last one I'd written down was Chelsea to beat Arsenal 2-0. Um, and that was actually, that was actually uh, a big error on my part, because Arsenal ended up winning that game 3-1 and set them on this path to greatness. So we'll be um, in the Champions League if not winning the league by a year out. The Boxing Day Revival, they're calling it. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. But yeah, yeah. Boxing Day I made Revival. That oh, OK. Well, that's a good way to phrase it. Um, yeah. I think uh, for me, if, if we're just looking at just the Christmas period, obviously being an Arsenal fan, yep, um, I'll probably feel more passionate about that. But it, it they seem the, the biggest winners during this period because I think they... 
they just they just look like they're starting to 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 put it together a little bit more. I think playing some of the youngsters, which I think I might have been calling for a little bit, at least if not on the pod, but in my own head, um, because you've got players like Bamiang and and Xhaka and, and Kolasinac and the like, not playing up to par. And in fact, you've actually got rid of Kolasinac, which is fantastic. We've got rid of him. Um, who was the other player we got rid of, which I didn't like? Ozil. Ozil's gone. The, the, He's not actually the, gone yet. You know, you said that thing the other week. He's still not gone. There's still all sorts going on. He's not. He's agreed to. Yeah, but he's basically gone to Fenerbahce, which is good. Um, which I actually think that that is um that is a, a positive. What, what's the word called? Um, well, we're gaining by elimination, basically. Improved, Improved by elimination. Um, we're getting rid of some of the. You're going to lose Balogun. How do you feel about that? Uh, I don't mind because generally, if um if I'm looking at, if I'm looking at my football app uh, and I'm looking at the lineup and they haven't got a picture, I generally don't care who they are. So <laughs> I'm fine with that. Well, then you'll be fine. Uh, yeah. Apparently, Liverpool. He's going Liverpool, which is a it's an interesting step for Arsenal players these days. I don't I don't even know who he is, and obviously sometimes he seems to be scoring in some of these really crappy cup games and and stuff like that. Um, you know, we've got enough young players that you kind of want to mix it with some more experienced players eventually ready-made players. Yeah, I just think that Arsenal Arsenal are, uh, are looking really good because obviously Chelsea was a good win. They're still a good side to, to some people and should be considered so. Brighton away, um, you expect to beat Brighton and West Brom, you should be expected to beat. And the thing with the West Brom result is I actually think it was one of them ones where we beat them 4-0. We should be beating them and we should be looking like we're the better team and we'd look good. So I'm, I'm just happy with the way it's gone. We just won our cup game yesterday, so yeah, big winners. Oh, I was going to say the the Christmas period is good for Arsenal. Um, they actually benefited from the quick turnaround, I think. So that like, why's that? Things were looking bad, and within a week, they're now like up to mid table. They're like, things are looking. It, it's quite good to get out of. But the same way you go into a bad run. But yeah, having the game so quickly meant because Arsenal needed more than just one win. And when you play three in a week, you're like, actually, you can turn it around in a week. Under normal circumstances, it's a much harder grind to get out of where they were. So yeah, I thought Arsenal was probably over the Christmas period, alongside ourselves, the two big winners. And historically, Christmas time has been Arsenal's downfall, isn't it? Sometimes. We do a little bit well at the start of the season. It comes to the Christmas period, and they tend to just drop off, and that really pretty much does their season. In. So, I mean, hopefully, this is kind of like the opposite. I'm I'm trying to work out who had the worst period because I think you're right. United and um, uh, United and Arsenal had really strong periods. United with that last minute win over Wolves was huge. So then going top of the league, just just missed out. Less should have won that game at Leicester. Should have closed it off. Um, but otherwise, would have yeah. been, you know, had a perfect record over the whole with that six-two starting at Leeds, and then the following three games. Um, but I think Aston Villa had a really good period as well. Well, what? Who do you have a loser, or winner, or loser? Yeah, I've got a, a couple. Um, weirdly, West Brom as a what? Because as a loser. Okay, why's that? They they rolled the dice. They got Allardyce. They rolled the Allardyce. Bob. Yeah. And that's, that's a good one. And, that, <laughs> and like, uh, no, but it's like they did. They they went early. Billich, uh 
obviously they got rid of him. They uh, went with Allardyce, and they it's like you you do a deal with the devil, isn't it? And it's like you know what you're going to get, and I think the Christmas period has shown it's not going to work. Well, do you, do you, you're really calling it that quick and saying that you don't think they've got a chance at, um, at getting out of the relegation zone? Yeah, I well, I I think this will be by far like where Allardyce has gone before, like with Sunderland, and it unless they buy someone decent, like the, there is a window that we still got to take. Apparently, Joe Linton, Joe Linton might be going. Yeah, but like Allardyce could bring in players, but. At the moment, he hasn't got the players there to keep him up. And I don't think he realised how bad they were until he's gone there now. And it's like, yeah, they've they've actually, if anything, look a bit worse. So I'd put West Brom as a loser of the period, even though they were losers going into it. Yeah. Well, they got they got smashed a couple of times, didn't they? They got smashed by Leeds. They, um, yeah. they got smashed by Arsenal, 4-0. And, uh, They're so fragile. They've just they lost. Just went Blackpool with it. So. Yeah, they yeah. lost the penalties in the cup today, so they're out of the FA Cup as well. well Probably saving grace for them. But I, I actually had Sam, Sam Allardyce as my biggest loser because he's not going to get that two million pound bonus for keeping them up. Exactly. Um, yeah. then, surely Chelsea are a bit. Are a bit yeah, I was going to say you've got to say yeah. Chelsea in it. Yeah, I, I had Chelsea. Isn't it funny that like I know it was one of my predictions, so I'm obviously going to jump on it. But I talked about Lampard probably getting the sack before the end of the year. And uh, before the Christmas period, Chelsea weren't far off the top and everyone was raving about him. And even Mark, you've made a joke about, oh, uh, don't you, you love Lampard? Look how well he's doing. Four games or whatever it has taken for them to absolutely crumble. He's lost three or four games and all of a sudden the world's fallen apart and they're talking about replacing him with everyone. Like he's, he's literally two foot out the door. Or they're already, uh, what's his name? Bramovich is already having meetings with. Um, who not Allegri? Who's the other one? Uh, Hiding. Like you like, it's, there's been three games. Three games ago, you guys were talking him up like he's going to win the league. That's crazy. What happens? You just hey, can't. The one just... thing I would say is I've never talked him up to win the league. That you, you definitely jump in, talk no, about no, yourself. No, no the, opposite. <laughs> the opposite. You were taking piss out of me. You were saying, "Oh, you say yeah, you love Lampard. Lampard. Are you still on? Are you still like Lampard for England? And he's the best manager I mean, under I've Arteta. Never, I was never that. My prediction this year was he would get sacked. I think he's an all right manager. I don't think he's the worst, um, but I, I, he was always going to get sacked. You can't spend 250 million quid at Chelsea with that team and not win the league, which of course he wasn't going to do. Struggle to get top four, of course, they were going to do, and then keep your job. You can't. So he was always going to get sacked. Is it, is, it, is it still too early, or can we start judging the transfers as being whether they're successful or unsuccessful? Because I don't know if Timo Werner is any good, and obviously Ziyech really—I don't think Ziyech's made the impact that they've wanted. Yeah, uh, Kai Havertz hasn't. Hey, Ziyech played three games. I think yesterday was his fourth game for them. He's been injured the whole season. But still, I mean, you don't. Yeah, as soon as you buy a player and they're they're not available, that's still. I mean, obviously, they're still yet to be seen anything, but it's it, yeah, it's up to this point. There's certain things that play its part. Like someone like Thiago Silva, you do need to judge because you're buying a ready-made... Yeah. Well, he got, player player. Player. He, got, he got player of the month last year. He got player of the month yeah. in the last month. Like, everyone's going on like they've got the... Like he's been, he's been an awful buyer. No, no. He was literally... So you've got to take certain things into account and judge a transfer. How, like someone like William, you should judge him this season. Oh, yeah. Someone like Pepe, you wouldn't judge in their first season as much as I love to give him stick. Like with Chelsea... Havertz, unfortunately, is uh, 
the most expensive transfer of this year. So you, you do judge him harsher than the rest. And he doesn't look at he doesn't look that good. Um yeah, Thiago Silva. Um he's Timo at the Werner. end of his career. Timo Werner doesn't look like he can hit a ball straight, which is odd. Like he's, he's missed two yeah. really easy open goals this season, hasn't he? Yeah. And, and like like bad ones. Like they're lucky they don't do those football blooper shows anymore because I feel like you would be on it. Um, David, David Seaman's like Christmas it. special. Was it Nick Hornby or whatever his name is? Yeah, someone like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I used to like those shows. I, I think Chelsea are being judged so harshly. I mean, I, I, I knew it was coming. It was always going to happen. You can't spend that money and get them players. And you, it's got a whole new team. Like, all of those players are new. They're all gelling. Of course you were never going to... Even the best managers in the world were never going to get those guys playing from Lyon, let alone Lampard's yeah. experience. So, I, harsh to, harsh to um, say those players are crap and they're not worth the money when they're three or four months into a new move. Most of them are young. I don't think we're quite saying, at least not myself, saying that they're crap. I'm just saying, have we seen enough to say that whether it's been successful or not and can we project them to be any better or worse? Because... When Timo Werner first came, I actually thought he looked more promising than he, than he does now. And it could be the fact that there's a lot of um, fixtures. Maybe there's too much transition in the team in terms of players coming in and out. I, who knows? I have no idea. But he certainly looks worse than he did at the start of the season. Um, and I'm just interested to see how it goes. Because at Chelsea, they seem to be really probably one of the more dynamic teams in, in, in terms of when they look good and when they look bad. Because sometimes they look like really proficient, really... Um, together sometimes Tammy Abraham's looked like a fantastic striker next week he's out and then Werner's in and then Giroud comes in I don't know if there's too much rotation in the team but it's, uh, uh, I don't know I don't know if Frank Lampard is a good manager yet I can't really see an identity to the team or anything that he's trying to instill um, and he's he's probably which is probably fair he's, he's a young manager so some of the changes that he does probably isn't correct and that's just something he's going to learn over time but at least from a playing standpoint, I'm not really sure what he's trying to achieve. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think he's in this position of where you bring in too many players and don't get rid of enough. And then the old guards actually perform better than the new ones. So his best striker is Giroud. Yeah. But he doesn't want to play Giroud. So it's like if you were just looking at Abrahams, Werner and Giroud and said, you're going to play every single game this season, who's going to get more goals? Giroud will get more goals. But he doesn't want to play that style and he doesn't want Giroud being his main man. Mm. With Solskjaer, if you ask that question, Martial, Rashford or Lukaku, who would get more goals if they started every game? You would probably lean Lukaku. But Solskjaer made the, the, the decision to get rid of Lukaku. So he doesn't run into this dilemma of Lukaku being our top goal scorer despite not starting. Lampard has run into this dilemma where Giroud's his best striker. Kante's his best centre mid. Jorginho is one of his better centre mids. And he's like, but I've got all these new players I have to fit in. So I want to play a Havertz. I want to play a Werner. And he's finding himself being like, essentially, you lose the camp when you pick favourites, not like not form. So that, that's the dynamic he's got himself. Danny, you got a winner or loser? Well, that, that, they were then West Brom and Chelsea. I mean, oh, uh, maybe Newcastle as well. I think Newcastle had a tough time of it. Oh, and, and, and Liverpool. Hold on. Hold Liverpool on. thrown away the title. 
Hold on. Yeah, well, hold on. We're going too fast now. I was just going off of what you just said, Mark. One of my big winners is is Man United. Um, and in fact, I think like one of the things I started realising at the back end of last year, and I think most people were, is that there seemed to be this perception that Man United were doing worse than they actually were. And when you actually look at it, the last game that they lost was actually against Arsenal on the 1st of November and hadn't lost a Premier League game since. And they've actually had some really, really good wins and pretty much doubled down on that during the Christmas period as well. And look, you know, I don't, I don't know what it is um, specifically about them. Maybe they focus on Pogba, uh, quote-unquote, unachieving and, and not being an influence as they want. But everyone else is playing well. Rashford is... Is, is Rashford playing the best football he's played since he's since he's kind of been in the senior squad? Because I think he's playing really well. He is playing. He's carrying um, the striker role because Martial has been awful. Yeah, the last few weeks. He's been ter- he was awful against Man City in the cup. He's just and Rashford has filled filled that. I actually think Man United might have got the most I know like their stupid stats calendar years, but I think we actually got the most points in the calendar year 2020. Mm-hmm. I think what it is is we're so clearly at the moment reliant on Bruno. And that gets held but that does get held against us. It's like me, me and Danny's like, oh. been saying that for like two weeks, and you've you've vehemently argued against it. <laughs> no, that's just you uh, thinking a different argument. Um, Dan, but, come I'm, on. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with no, you. I just I just said if Bruno was missing for like four or five games, I think we would survive. You're like not the season. Like, it gets no, but. Actually, you, you two are quite good examples of why Man United don't get the credit until the last couple of weeks. And it's because you think, well, they're relying on Bruno, so it's not going to last. And now it's been a year, a whole calendar year, where you're like, oh, actually, maybe it can last. And it's like, now people are like, well, well, when Liverpool, the season before they won the league, they basically had a really good calendar year, but didn't... Um, Managed to transition that into a season. Like, are we in that stage now where we've had a good calendar year? We're not going to win the league, but then does that bode well for future? And it's like, okay, people are turning. I hope so. But the the um the thing that people miss. So there, there were some interesting stats going around over Christmas and the New Year's when everyone looks at the year. I think the stability of the team actually is not to be underestimated. So Maguire, I don't know if you saw that stat, Maguire. Has played the, the most, most players of any player in the world. In the world, that? say that again. So in 2020, I got, got debunked. Apparently, Pele played more. In his garden with his son, yeah. Uh, so Harry Maguire played the most minutes of anyone in the whole of world football in any league in any semi-professional anything he played the over four thousand minutes go to go to what go to um waterloo football pitch and see how them 11 yeah. year olds been playing uh and yeah. he actually played, he's played every minute of a, a premiership football since the day he signed for man united but what's interesting is lindelof is also in that top 10 of most um most minutes this year uh, and then when you start start to go down the team, so Aaron Saka has made Not the going most. Down on no team, Dan. That's your business. He's made the most tackles of any player in the top five leagues in 2020, nearly 100 tackles. You've then got um, Bruno Fernandez, and he's now in the history of the Premier League. No midfielder has ever had as many goal involvements in a calendar year as Bruno has in the, the last 11 months because he only started in Feb because they signed him in Jan. 
So you start going through the team, and actually there's some pretty impressive numbers. Yes, Bruno is vital, and that's why, because he's had the greatest season basically midfielders ever had in the Premier League by the numbers. But actually the rest of the team have stuck in, and you've got tacklers, stability, and Rashford doing this thing. Um, and yeah, Mark, I'll, I'll, I'll... Number nine, win the league. Yeah. I'll give it... I'll, um, I'll say to you, Mark, and I'll, you know, I'll say humbly... I think that Aaron Wan-Bissaka has been easily the best right back in the Premier League, English or otherwise, for for probably at least since the Premier League started. And I think they just played to their strengths because I don't think. Sorry. Since 1992. Since 1992, yes, since 1992. Um, I think I think what Man United do. I just talked about Lampard and what he's trying to achieve. Man United just play to their strengths now. Their link-up play isn't massive, but what they do is they defend and then just counter-attack better than any team that's probably out there at the moment and, and just try and get that going. Um, and they're able the Leicester to do mold. It. Huh? The Leicester mold. Basically, the, the mold that um, uh, Liverpool's had for a little bit without the pressing in defence and, yeah, just play to your strengths, really. It's a weird season, so if there's going to be a yeah. season where someone else is going to win it, I think Man United, as long as they stay consistent, and There's a couple of things I think are important. Like I know you said Linda Lofts in the most played minutes, and I think that's one reason form has been a bit funny. Eric Bailly has just shown himself to be a decent centre-back when he gets a run of games. Unfortunately, he feels like he's made a glass, and yeah, he's already got, he went at least once a game, he? He yeah, at least once a game, he'll go oh. into a reckless tackle, and you're like, he limps away from it. And I'm like, if he stays fit for the rest of the season, him and Maguire could actually become quite a decent, decent little pairing. You've got one fast, one slow. Like they, they could actually balance each other quite well. Um, I still think that United can play the back three pretty, pretty successfully as well, more than a lot of teams. Because I think Maguire is really comfortable in a back three, as even more so than a back two sometimes. And if you, I think I agree, you need by his pace at the back. And Lindelof has been all right, but he's also had his calamity moments. But um, there's there's a few decent opportunities to play a back three, I think. And with Tellers, with Wamsaka, and what you know, Shaw. Um, I know he's tried it, and that's what I quite like about Solskjaer is you can see in games they change formation, they change. He actually makes changes, and they they tend to sometimes sometimes work out. But at least he's trying stuff. Uh, but yeah, they, they have some versatility, which is which is good to see. I've got a big loser. Go on. Klopp. Klopp and his um, nonsense about early games because um, he's been complaining about having to play 12.30 kickoffs for a week in, week out, or whatever way he wants to put it. He played one of his strongest sides against the Aston Villa side who played 16, 16 and under. Yeah. He's I got absolutely no... Yeah, he can absolutely say nothing about it. If Aston Villa are resorting to playing some, not even a fourth team squad, and he's playing his fucking world beaters, then he can absolutely stuff it. Yeah, but he's got a week. There's another week before their next game when they're playing Man United. So he's got, they've got time to rest up. Yeah, but is he cracking up, up though? Is he, uh, uh they're, well, they're you saying said... his rant about Man United is very similar to Rafa Benitez's what rant. What did he say? Kevin Keegan's. He said, it, I, it must be me because, like, this was ahead of the game against Aston Villa, and he went, "Well, Man United have had more penalties this season than I I've had since I've joined Liverpool, and it, it must be me." And then he's obviously made that stat up; it's not real. And um, 
they asked Solskjaer and Solskjaer just said, oh, well, it's a fact. He said it. It must be right. And um, But his obsession now, like, it's probably our biggest compliment is that two weeks away from playing him, he's trying to, like, rant about us or, like, get the, the refs to, to, I don't know, say they're treating Liverpool unfairly or they're treating Man United uh, differently. And you're like, you know what, that's probably the biggest compliment. Like, he, he I think did. when... Um, sorry, go on. Sorry. I was like, when United... I remember when Ferguson and Wenger became friends and that was like the biggest insult to Arsenal because you knew they were no longer rivals at that point when they became friends. When Arsenal were up there challenging, they hated each other. And it was like, once they became friends, it was like, oh, it's because he's not taking titles off you anymore. That's why you're friends. Who so, do you think is top of the penalty chart this year for penalties one? Oh, it's, it's Leicester, isn't it? Yeah. It's not Man United. Yeah, everyone, everyone normally thinks it's Man United. It's not. It's I think I think the stat that Klopp was talking about was since Klopp. I think it was either since Klopp. Klopp has managed Man United, uh, Liverpool. Man United have had double the amount of penalties that they have. Man United topped the charts in the last few years, and they've they've doubled what Liverpool has under Klopp. So, I think that was his point. It was like the last two years or something like that. It was a, it was a weird stat, but it's basically double during a certain period of time. Liverpool have had five penalties given to them this year. May not have had six. But this is like calendar year. I think this is a runoff from last year as well. But um, yeah. Mark, you said earlier that Klopp, I don't know if it was tongue in cheek, but I had actually thought about that. It's Liverpool throwing away the league this winter. Uh, tongue in cheek, I said it, because we need to win a game and have to go three points clear. And that's not, that's not tight. I've seen Liverpool throw away. A two-point lead. Do you not think they look? Do you not look? They they look a bit vulnerable. Obviously, they're missing um, Virgil Van Dijk, who I think is, you know, we talk about the most important players that they got. I think he might be their most influential player um, on the pitch. Um, He may not be their best player. He could be, but he's certainly about as important. Absolutely, their best player. player. He was the only one. He was the. He was nominated in um, the. Team of the Year and Ballon d'Or, basically everywhere. I only, I only, I only took a little bit of sauce off of that because I know Mark has said the thing about defenders can't yeah. be your best player, so that was the only reason why I was trying to be a bit more, uh, um, a bit more weighted on that. Yeah, uh, and the thing is as well is that like Van Dijk came in and Liverpool weren't like defensively sound, and then Allison came in and then they were sound, and Van Dijk got a lot of the credit, and I was like, it also helps to have the best keeper in the world. Like you know, well, now look at them. now look at them. Allison's there, and they're they're not doing as well. Yeah, but then if they stop playing, for some reason they think they're not going to play any centre backs, and they're not going to play Natty Phillips as long as I keep him in my team, and they're going to play two centre midfielders as your centre backs. You can go fuck off with that shit. Yeah, but to, to be fair, Chris, well, if you did you watch that Villa game? Play Natty Phillips, man. He's been on my bench yeah, for and he, did, and he did, and he got made like to look like an idiot by sixteen-year-olds. I think maybe he found his level. Yeah, but the thing is, and if you look at Liverpool's bad form recently, I'm looking at it now, it's not their defence. Like, they're, they're, they concede one goal. They haven't conceded more than one goal. Well, they, in the Champions League, they did uh, back in League, yeah. November. But they haven't conceded more than one goal since Everton back in October. Like, it's not like they're conceding. It's not like, oh, the defensive shape. It's, it's basically... Jota's injured and he seemed to be the only guy who was scoring for him. Like, 
yeah, maybe they're a bit tired. Maybe uh, who knows what it is, but they don't look they don't look the same sort of side. And and it's one of the ones where they have to they have to make a change quick, or they have to kind of regain whatever they've lost because if they continue this for a long amount of time, particularly with what you know, you said about Arsenal and and us um, benefiting from fixtures being so close to each other it could easily go the other way around you could have one week yeah. where you've lost two or three games all of a sudden your season looks totally different so you haven't got much time to adjust or right the wrongs that you may be having and I don't think they look the same obviously the rate that they go at is so hard to sustain for 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 you know x amount of time and maybe they're just a bit of a well I, I yeah I remember last season saying this saying because they were saying how could Liverpool were to keep this up for essentially their second season, third sorry, their third season. And I was like, yeah, but the first two, they didn't win. So the hunger was still there. Yeah. I was always curious to see how the team would behave once they reached the promised land. And there's like, it, it's like a lot a lot of teams, like Man United, old Man United teams and Chelsea teams, they'd always make changes after winning titles because it was like that hunger level drops. And you, you do think a little bit with modern day footballers that their hunger will drop immediately. Like mm. you feel like they have to be kept up, like sort of motivated. So, but they're still the thing. What Liverpool have over everyone else is they're just well. The team I fear is Man City. They seem to have like kick started their season. I was going to ask about over the Christmas Man City. Why is no one talking about Man City? That like that for me, if I had put money on a team to win the league still today, I would put it on Man City. Unfortunately, they're, and they're, they're four yeah. points behind with two games in hand. If they win them, they're actually top. Like they're, they're well, the most threatening team to me in the league. There'd be a point behind us if they won their game in hand on us. But like, um, yeah, they're, they're the team I you look at and you're like, okay, the Man City that turned up against us in that cup was a full. Yeah, like, that was proper. Like, and we got we got knocked out by Man City, and and then you saw the difference in the team. You're like they're a better team than us. Like, luckily you know, we Roy, seem to have. Yeah, uh, you know, at the end of a game, you know what what's been what's happened when Roy Keane is still complimentary about Man United, even though they get beat by City. Because even he was like, they played really well today. They've done. Really, they've just got beat by a better team, and he was right. That was the City of old that pressed, that were that passed brilliantly, that just created chances that were just ruthless, really. And it was just they were too much for us. Well, no one, no one's talking about City because they don't look the the they don't look their usual self, and they're they're just coming from behind. So maybe in in once they reach sort of fourth, third, second, then they'll be in the conversation. But when you're sitting at fifth, I don't think you can necessarily be in the conversation of all right, you're going to win a Premier League, even if in on actuality you're only a few points behind. So well, yeah, but they got yeah. two games yeah. in hand. In two days' time, when they've played that. They'll probably win it and be third. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm looking at, I'm looking at their fixtures. They've got a really easy run of fixtures as oh, well. They've got they'll Brighton. They've got four home games in the next five games. Like they got Brighton, Palace, Villa, and Sheffield United at home, and West Brom away. Mm. Oh god, <laughs> that's worrying. The only, the, only, the only time, the only game they'll, I, I see them dropping points is Brighton because Brighton's going to draw every game for the rest of the season. It looks like. <laughs> But I, I, that's my point about City is that I think um, I, I know we, said, we all called it at the start of the season we thought they'd win uh, because we didn't think Liverpool could do it two years in a row. I know they're fifth and they've had a slow start and De Bruyne hasn't quite been himself but the last few games they're starting to ramp up and I, I just can't see if they're going to go to that level again no one's going to get close. They, they could win every game for the rest of the season if they're like that. The only, yeah, the only hope is that they're 
their fixtures seem to be in blocks of easy and hard. So they've got a run of easy fixtures. Then after Burnley, they've got Liverpool, Tottenham, Arsenal, a Champions League game, West Ham and Man United. So only West Ham really. The Champions League make or break their seat because they're, they're going to go all out in the Champions League. And if they are out of it, then it'll all, all be about the Prem. But if they're still in it, I think they will, I think they could let, yeah. like, Get, get their foot off the gas a little bit in the Prem. But I, so I they were a bit undercover winners, weren't they, of this period? If we're saying winners and losers, they kind of gone undercover as a winner of the period. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree with that. You know, they've, they've they're, the, they're the only team. I'm looking at the league table. Only Man United and Man City, the only team without a loss in yeah. like the little red cross in the last five games. Yeah, so, yeah. No, no, I'd agree with that. Um, big loser for me is Mourinho in Spurs. Um, I don't know if they 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 they, lo- they lost against Liverpool. Um, I think they. Hold on, let me check now. I've just I've just confused myself. Yeah, so that was the last minute goal. Firmino yeah. header. Firmino goal. Part, Two in a row. Yeah, yeah. They they lost they lost against um Liverpool. They lost against Leicester, and they beat Leeds. But everyone beats Leeds. Um, so I just think that uh, it looks like that Spurs are starting to just slow down a bit. Mourinho's starting to revert back to. To default, which is trying not to lose games as opposed to go out and win games, and you know, I think he's he's pretty much parked the bus to the rest of the season. I don't know if he's going to try and get it, just try and stay in the top four. He didn't believe his team can win, but I mean, he's pretty much playing with fire if 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 he doesn't think Man City's going to work their way into the top four. So I, yeah, I, I'd be interested to see what what approach he takes over the next month or so. But yeah, I, I especially against this Villa team, that I, I don't know. Well. We, we don't know what the team will play on Wednesday, but um, like it'd be interesting what like how he approaches that because yeah, he's basically got Sheffield United, who everyone beats, like you just got to score a goal because they can't score, and um, then you got then he's got Liverpool, so it'd be interesting. They basically are one of these teams that could turn it around in their next three games, and suddenly Tottenham are back in the picture. Beat Villa, beat Sheffield, and beat Liverpool, and suddenly they're back up. They're being spoke about. Yeah, but I just don't think Mourinho will. For some reason, he's just decided he's done. Like, or I don't know. He's getting scared, or he's you know he's he's getting altitude sickness. He's too high up. He's like, oh, this is uh, this is weird. Yeah, I don't think you can say that about Mourinho. Of, of all managers, I'm not sure he's he gets altitude sickness. He knows how to get to. He knows how to go at the top, and he knows how to not lose games. To, to stay there. Yeah, but Tottenham but, but, for me are like the perfect example of like uh, the hype, how quickly it changes. Because do you remember when they beat us by the big score and they were asking him, was this Tottenham team, is this Tottenham team as good as his Madrid team that scored 101 goals or whatever it was, 102 goals in a season? You're like, now they're talking about just finishing top four. And you're like, mm. in, in, in like, but I, I don't think Sky Sport was. Sky Sports are playing the game, aren't they? They're, they're just Clickbait. creating conversation, but it does show the hype because it was it was only two months ago they were talking comparing this team to the great one of the greatest teams Mourinho has managed. Like now, look at them; they, they got, could finish sixth or seventh. Like, he's got two world class players in Son and Kane, and when they're when they're given the freedom and they get the chances, they are relentless. So they've been unbelievable, those two. But there, you, you do how look disappointing is Bale. Well, like, I, I never understood the point of getting bail. I, I, I just, 
He was never. We said it's it just, the season. He was never going to play more than probably ten games at best. He just isn't. You just kind of think, ah, oh, such a shame because he was such a good player to watch. Like, I'd love to see him back. But they make them jokes about him just wanting to play golf and stuff. That might be true. He just wants to pick up a paycheck for training. Yeah. He's yeah. he's basically turned himself into Carlos Cudicini as a backup goalkeeper. <laughs> I'm just I'm just looking to get paid and and just play whenever you need yeah. me. But otherwise, leave me alone. And they're talking about signing him for another year. He's not even playing. Madness. Absolute madness. Don't know. Anyone got any more winners and losers? Um, Everton. Everton has started to turn around the last few games. James is back. They're looking a little bit sharper. I don't know if they're turning it around. They just seem to be doing what they do. They're just up and down a little bit. But they're, they're playing well. I don't know if they're like a particularly big winner. They just... Do you know... Uh... I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't really have... Uh, yeah. Well, it's hard to call them a winner when they just lost to West Ham. Um, no, they, yeah. Before that, they had four in a row. They'd won before that. I know they were unlucky against West Ham to lose that game, really. But um, other than that, I, I think that Cavaloon is doing what we thought Cavaloon would do, which is drop off and eventually he'll get his 12 or 15 goals a season, as we thought. I think that Everton, uh, just, show, Everton just show that um, they, can win a, they can win a football match. But can they do it every time? Sort of thing. It's like, yeah, yeah you know, sure. if, if if they beat if they beat certain teams in the league, you're like, actually, that's not so much a surprise. If they lost against them, you're like, mm, you know, it depends on the day that you kind of catch them. I'll tell you who's impressed me. Like one of the most improved players, Theo Walcott. Mina. Oh. Theo Walcott, Southampton. How good has he been since he's gone to Southampton? He's been brilliant. He was always good, just underrated. <laughs> Arsenal legend, of course. Yeah. Put up to the Gooners. Um, I've got. I've only got one big loser. So Edison Cavani, he's got a case of the old Southern American mouth. Yeah, is it? Uh, what was your thoughts on his ban? I'm over it. I, I don't, every time, any time a South American gets accused of racism, I don't. I'm just like, well, it's either they're all racist or they all just got a different. They just got different words for it. I have no idea. It's just funny. Yeah, but it's I, almost I just, like they have a different language, isn't it? <laughs> I just find it funny because it's like some of the punditry behind it. It's like Man United have not done their job because they didn't give him the right yeah. sensitivity training coming into it. Like, it's probably, at this point, it's probably just like an online course, like a workstation assessment when you start something, isn't it? Uh, and he's just skipping the one through that, it. Uh, and the one that kills me is when they try and compare it to Suarez. Oh, ridiculous. And they were like... I was like, well, one was... Uh, Suarez admitted uh, well Suarez tried to say it as his get out clause a bit like John Terry's get out clause when he was racist and you're like he's shouting in aggression at an opponent Cavani has retweeted uh, a love heart and like a a thank you like to his friend it's like where has the intention of stuff gone yeah I mean, the same thing happened to a bunch of um, these Arge- the Argentinian rugby players. It's like three of them got done. It's all it's all tweets now, isn't it? It's like they they retweet something or they write a comment, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, they've got a free match ban. They have got a so and so ban of fine. It's like there must be they they must be able to see some kind of rhyme or reason. Like you said, there's a different culture. They speak a different language. Um, I'm almost certain. I'd I'd, I'd I'd bet on it that Edison Cavani isn't an out and out racist. That's what I'm saying. Um, I'm sure he's not. I'm sure it's not. Yeah. I mean, the guy's well, enough. Well, whether he, he is or not, it's, it's, 
isn't why he's banned, isn't it? It's, he's banned because of the thing he said. Because the and words they said, exist. Yeah, and and it's like this. Then like, it's a, a, we don't care what your culture is. You're in, while you're playing here and you're in this country, you follow our culture, which is mm. agreeable in some sense because like we wouldn't like we we do uh, see us ourselves sort of like. Yeah, but the the other thing is, I've been on, but, yeah. I've, I've but been be, on long, I've been on longer holidays than Cavani's been in this country. I mean, three match yeah. bans a bit excessive, you know. But that's it. It's like three match ban, mm. a fine. And it's like you just, yeah. It, it, to me, it out. just. It's yeah. Um, I've that's got a it. good question. Um, what at what point during uh, cup runs do you actually pay attention to them? Because are you paying attention to the FA Cup, and are you actually going to pay attention to the semi uh, final league cup? I think the first League Cup game I watched was the semi-finals mm. <laughs> that were last week. Mm. So I think maybe quarter-finals for FA Cup, depending on who it is. But unfortunately, yeah, I think six. Any anything outside of Champions League, Champions League, you watched the whole way. Yeah, uh, Champions League, you started the third round. Should I say? Um, <laughs> no one watches qualifiers. Yeah, yeah. Um, you saying the finals? They call it in it. Yeah, the finals. But every other tournament, when it gets probably down to sixteen teams. So eight games, at least that's manageable. Like this weekend, there was just so many games. I was like, we were saying it before this pod. They had the two hour, two hour, ten minute match of the day. You're like, come on, and that starts so late in the evening anyway. Like, no one wants to see Plymouth Argyle face Boston Manor. Like, this is add that to matches of the day. Save yourself five minutes. And they try and be like, oh, what happens in this game? And the first game is Derby versus. Surely, and you're like, well, clearly this is an upset because you put this first. Like, I don't even need to know the result. Like, yeah, there's that, no way you'd show this. Match of the day isn't what it used to be. It's not like people didn't know the scores and you watch match of the day to find out how things went. Like now they know. Everyone's on Twitter. Everyone's on social. Everyone's watched it. So it's just a highlight show. I'll be honest. This was the first match of the day. I didn't know hardly any. I knew the Man United Watford score, and that was the late kickoff. Um, Leeds getting smashed by Crawley. I actually Mark knew. White. I didn't look at any scores. You know, what's funny is I, I was, so I have notifications on my phone I got for the Premier League I, I have the league saved so whenever anyone scores in the Premier League I get a notification on my phone saying they've scored I don't have that for the FA Cup I was about halfway through the day yesterday I was like I think I saw something like someone had scored and I was like eh, what and then I realised there was loads of games on and I, yeah also there's about five or six games I hadn't I didn't even know Everton had finished and they, I think they, they beat Rotherham in extra time <laughs> I didn't know that was going on and United Watford. What time was kickoff? Because it felt eight late. Eight o'clock. It was eight o'clock. Yeah, on a Saturday, just felt it's weird because eight o'clock during the week's fine, but on a Saturday, it just felt late. It was like yeah. nearly ten o'clock. It's night. just it's a football on. I, I I love it, but it's football on every minute of every day. Every day, it's just. I, it's five, it's five, I took a break this weekend. I'll be honest. Yeah, but it's like it's with with the Premier League games. If it's on, you'd be like, oh, do you know what? I'll watch it. But the FA Cup, it's not one of the ones where if it's yeah, it's Saturday afternoon. If I'm here, I might as well put it on. You're like, well, no, actually. I'm yeah, but how much how much more do you care when one of your fantasy football players is playing? It does make a difference to the FA Cup. No, to no to the league games. Oh, 100 percent. If if there's like a I don't know Brighton West Ham game and you're like doing nothing, you think, oh yeah, but you've got a Brighton player in your team, for example. You'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll watch this. Yeah, and my and my accumulators. Yeah, well, it, yeah. yeah, and that's the thing with the FA Cup. There's no point doing the accumulator because I like obviously it got people heard early that Villa were going to play this terrible team. 
So I was like, let's have a look at Liverpool. They were one to 12 on. So I was like, I've got 120 quid on to win a tenner. <laughs> it was like, and then um, just better, as just it got closer million. to kickoff, that started getting worse. It was like, mm. right. So yeah. we do um, quick results league. Uh, yeah. yeah. Do you just want to, do one of you just want to run through it? Because it's a couple. Uh, we won't say anything. We'll just, um, well, I mean, the main highlights of the last three weeks since Christmas was, um, which was what, week 15? Um, I went from United to beat Leicester, they drew. Mark and Chris, you both went for Burnley. Well, no, Mark, you went for Burnley to beat Leeds. That didn't happen. Chris, you went for Chelsea to beat Arsenal. That didn't happen. And then Chris, you went for Burnley to beat Sheffield United. That did happen, but it wasn't 2-0. I went for City to beat Everton. That game was called off from COVID again, so I'm now two in lieu. Uh, Mark, you went for Chelsea to beat Villa. That was a 1-1. Then me and Chris both went for Leicester to beat Newcastle. We were pretty confident in that. You went 1-0. I went 2-0. It was 2-1. But I both get some away points. And Mark, you went Arsenal to beat West Brom 3-0. And I put the West Brom keeper in my team because I thought, well, it's Sam Allardyce. They just lost 5-0 twice. Surely, surely they're not going to allow that to happen. But what do you know? He actually got some bonus points because he made so many saves. So uh, this resurgent Arsenal team. Absolutely not. So there you go. That's what you get. So I will. I'm happy to kick us off. Um, I've got my pick already for next. Oh, please go for it. Uh, so I am going to go for the first kickoff on Tuesday. No such thing as an early kickoff on a Tuesday, but it is early, six o'clock. I'm going to go for an away win. I haven't picked Newcastle to win yet, and I haven't picked Sheffield United to lose yet. Crazy. So I'm going for Newcastle to beat Sheffield United, and I'm going for two nil. a tough week to, to pick some. Mark, have you got one? Uh, no. Are they playing? No. no. You sure? I'm going to go for one then if you ain't got one. Yeah. Go on, you um, go, go, I'm going to go for Sheffield United to beat Newcastle. <laughs> Why are you laughing? No, I'm not. It's the opposite of what I did. I like it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to do Sheffield United to beat Newcastle and I'm going to do them for a healthy 1-0. Okay. Um, they've got to score one goal one time, um, so hopefully it'll be this game. They're so bad. <laughs> They're just so bad. Well, right. It's so I've weird. Sorry, hold on, hold on. Sorry. But what, it's, it's so weird because when Sheffield United came up, almost similar to Leeds, it was based around Chris Wilder being so good and the style of playing that they played. That they played. The fuck's happened? Well, they've, they've, they've lost a lot of play- like um, Jack O'Connell and a few other of their players that were really key to that system last year. They've, they've been injured and they haven't had them. So I think that's that's had a big impact. They haven't got the squad. He's absolute refusal to play John Lodstrom. I mean, he clearly was their best player last year. Uh, that is also weird. Um, they brought in um, what was it, Sander Berger, the, the Norwegian kid. Yeah. And uh, they've been playing him over, over Lundstrom. And yeah, I mean, he's good, but uh, it is weird that Lundstrom just got dropped, but there you go. There you go. Go on, Mark. They won, didn't they? All right. <laughs> they won. I really don't want to do this, but... Go on, do it. Because uh, I feel like I'm jinxing it, but I'm going to do Man United to beat Burnley. Oh, you got no chance. And I've got 3-1. He's jinxed it. He's bloody jinxed I've not picked Man United to win, and I've not picked Burnley to lose. It's a nice, easy one, then. This will be... Such a Man United game. Away, away win as well. Yeah. yeah, this will be a proper Man United result, that. 
to not win that. Well, they always say don't don't bet on the first fixture, and he's gone and done it. Uh, well, it's not the first fixture. It is. I know it's. Yeah, you you did it. Sheffield United, Newcastle. Yeah. Oh wait, I did that. Oh, I've made a mistake. Many <laughs> early. Well, one of us is going to get it right. Possibly. Clearly, Danny, he doesn't. He doesn't. Uh, doesn't listen to you because you were talking about it being an early kickoff. He literally yeah. wasn't. Wasn't to listen at all. He's in his own world on this pod. So I'm watching the NFL. The the uh, Ravens just won. Oh, did they win? Oh, good. Yeah. yeah, they got a pick at the end and then um started dancing on the Titans logo. How rude! Oh, did you see Juju Smith did that the other week? He 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 does it before every game and does TikToks. Yeah, yeah. Oh. it's called Juju on that thing. All right, so um, right, Mark's just walked away and he's yeah. ready for his game. I'm All just right. uh, see you next week. Just making sure uh, Beat the Chasers is being recorded. I like that show. Uh, m- yeah, I, <laughs> I, I must record. I guess. <laughs> Don't even know what that show is. What is that? It's, it's Beat like, the Chasers it's quiz, a, quiz show. Yeah, it's yeah. a uh, it's a porn version of the Chase. Beat uh, uh, my game. <laughs> so. I was going to do pointless, but I'll save that for my next game because I wanted to do a, a, a game. I, I, I watched, uh, did any of you watch the Big Fat Quiz of the Year? Or I did. I, I didn't watch that one, but I watched a Big Fat Quiz of everything they did, which was the second episode. Yeah, I watched some watched of it. it. I, I used to love it and I've, I don't like it as much anymore because they've gone too far the other end with jokes and not trying to actually get the answers right. And they all finished with like four points. Yeah. It's not you, you still got to try it. The, the big fat quiz of everything was actually quite good. Um, they did get some answers right. You got that, Roisin, and what's the goofy comedian? Uh, the Essex, East London, oh, Rob, face, Rob, blonde guy. Rob, yeah. Beckett. So they're them, Rob Beckett, yeah, that's it. Those, uh, those two are the, basically the, the joke class clowns. Um, but it was decent. But yeah, and I thought 2020 was the year of a quiz. So I've gone a bit boring and just done questions. So, oh, exciting! So I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm to... not, I'm not good at these games where you ask questions. So we'll see how this goes. <laughs> so, I've tried to split them evenly, but they're all stuff that has happened during 2020. So let's see how well we remember the year. Oh, I've got um, a chance. First pod of the year. So I thought some of the stuff I was looking back at, I was like, I've totally forgot because we basically had like seasons, Champions Leagues, uh, like all sort of postponed, played at random times, random places. Don't shout stuff out because it could be a question. Um, when you start off... I tried to make it even. Who wants to uh, Who wants to be player one? Who wants to be player two? Go on, Dan can go first. I'll be player one, yeah. Let's do this. All right. So you can get three points if you answer the question straight. Or you get two points, and I'll give you a, a multiple choice. Oh, okay. So, so question one, Danny. Let's go back to it. Well was here we go. Who was the first Premier League player or manager to test positive for COVID nineteen? So, I do you remember this. It's two potential that I'm thinking of, which makes so you can you can, you can risk it for three points, or can I'll I, take a point off you, and you can have a multiple choice. Yeah, I'll take the multiple choices between two. 
And uh, I okay. think one, but I don't know which one came first. So your multiple choice is Mohamed Salah, Frank Lampard, or Mikel Arteta. Mikel Arteta. And that is correct. Two I points to Danny. Point three, but I wasn't I wasn't certain he was first. But the other two You know that, Chris? Um no. When you said the multiple choice, then I had it, but before that I didn't know. Yeah, so I, I was a bit I should have backed myself. I should have gone for it. Is that what you were thinking then? Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking that. But and that, but I wasn't thinking Salah or Lampard at all. So Chris, for three points, which European big European league resumed football before anyone else. I'm gonna go for Germany. That's correct. Yes. Three points. Chris takes an early lead. Hertha Berlin, my favourite team. Oh, they're doing terribly. No. It was when I realised my my theory of it being a farmers league was correct. Well, <laughs> the, the, only, the only thing I can see is that from Hertha Berlin is Guendouzi went there and he, they just love him, love him. They love him, now. love him. Love him. Yeah, I knew he was a good player. He sounds like a bit of an asshole, but he's not even a good player. I watched right. one of the games the other day. He got man of the match, and he was so bad. But the rest of the everyone else was so much worse. <laughs> He he's was, a good I mean, player, man. He's a good. He player. was in the wrong position so many times. Like the thing is, he's everyone just wants to give him the ball in the team. Like no one wants to do anything. They get the ball and just want to give it to Gunduzi. But he runs. He's all over the place. He was left back. He was right back. He was, but just in the wrong time at the wrong place. But he was just sort of running around the pitch everywhere. He did score a brilliant goal to be fair from the edge of the box, bent it in, and that was it. It was like man of the match. And I'm like, he had such a bad game. But that's Hertha Berlin. There you go. There you go. All right. It's like you're getting a bit harder now, Danny. Um, do you remember the last European game played in England before the suspension in March? So what was the last European game? I think before... it, so it's between two because. Wait, wait, is it? So you can guess for three or multiple for two. So I remember Man United winning 5-0 in the Champions League the week before lockdown. And obviously Liverpool played Atletico and everyone was kicking off because they were like, that shouldn't have happened. And Liverpool lost Atletico. Um, I think the main night one would have been after because it was a Thursday night, Europa League. Besiktas or someone, it was 5-0. It must be that because the lockdown happened on the Monday. There have been other games after that. Um, this is in Europe. not. It, yeah, so... Either, yeah, like your thinking's right, Europa League, Champions League, like, yeah, your, like last European game. In I'm gonna go with May United. So close, you were incorrect. It was the like other it. one. What it was Liverpool, uh, Atletico, Atletico. Oh, we actually didn't we, didn't we lock down on a Thursday? Oh, maybe you're right. Yeah, I think no, it was 23rd. Was it on Monday? No, no, no we definitely uh, did it on a Monday. It was just like mid midweek. It, it was uh, talked about it Tuesday, and I think it ended up being Thursday. Oh, what a mistake! Because I was thinking, it was because I was trying to think. Well, like PSG was one of the ones that was on the day as well, wasn't it? Or something. Like it was like the twenty sixth or something. Yeah, I, yeah I, I remember. They played behind closed doors. Yeah, yeah. really odd. They played. Um, oh, I can't remember who it was. You're right. You're right. I was saying oh, I should remember that. You know what? The thing is. Um, if you had gone multiple choice, it would have been Man United versus Lask 
Chelsea, Bayern Munich, or Liverpool, Atletico. So uh, I would have got it. Wrong. You still would have gone for Man United. Yeah. Nil point. Good memory though. I, I really was struggling to remember. I ain't that. got a clue. Well, th- when you said at the beginning of this, when um, you were struggling to remember any of these, Mark, I was like, we've got no chance, or oh, I've got no chance. Well, I remembered it. I just so, got long week rounds. All right, your question, Chris. Yes, go. The Premier League resumed back in June, mm. but do you remember what the first Premier League match was? Oh my goodness! Well, come on, man! Jesus Christ! That's some ridiculous so, question. The first one. So you can yeah. uh, lose a point for. I'll, uh, I'll go. I'll go. Um, no, I'll go multiple choice because I can't even hazard a guess. So your multiple choice is: was it Aston Villa versus Sheffield United? Norwich City versus Southampton or Manchester City versus Arsenal? Um, I remember really wanting to go to that. Could I contact Arsenal? I'm going to go for Aston Villa, Sheffield United. Correct. Oh. Yeah, when if you, you don't that, remember, oh, yeah. do you remember that was the game they forgot to turn VAR on. I was just about to say where yeah. it went the line and it basically mm. saved Villa from going down. <laughs> yeah. mm. As soon as you said that, I was like, oh, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, very good. Oh, what a crazy year we've had. Oh, my God, I know. Can you believe it? So, Danny, football oh, fans weren't allowed back into stadiums until December. Who was the first team to allow fans back in their stadium? In the Premier League? Or in the world? Yeah, in the Premier League. <laughs> oh, if you could do the world, then that's great. Well, I was going to say, yeah. otherwise, the first Premier League team to allow fans. Some Paraguayan back. team. Well, it was a London team. Uh, Brighton did it. Arsenal did it. Um, uh, so yeah, Premier League match because that I, for some reason I haven't got it here, but I remember Arsenal being the first team because it was a European game um, on the Thursday. How can you say that? The, but no, but I, like in the Premier, I'm looking for the first Premier League. Uh, well, you've eliminated game. one team. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, who was the first team to allow fans back in? Um, did Chelsea let fans in? Uh, Fulham. You've always got the option for multiple choice. I need the points. I'm about five points behind, aren't I? No, you only two. You're three behind. Three behind. Uh, well, multiple choices is going to give me London teams anyway. I'm going to go with there's five. Que- there's five questions. Each. I'm going with Brighton. Can I? Can I take this? They'll only give you London teams. Can and I take this? You went for Brighton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brighton were also a team that were allowed to anyone in the southeast. They were all allowed back. Is he right? Uh. He is incorrect. Can I go? Can I go? I, I, I don't get the points for this. Is it, is it um, West Ham? It is West Ham. Yeah. So your multiple choice would have oh, been West Ham, Palace or Everton. Mm. Ah, well, then I would have... Yeah, I, probably... I, knew, I remember that, West Ham being the first one because it's such a shit game. I don't remember that at all. Uh, what question is yours? It's my one. Six. Oh, I'll be absolutely murking you. This is a hard one. Next person. Oh, dear. Go on. Who was the first Premier League manager to be sacked in 2020? 
first Premier League manager to be sacked in 2020. Um, um, I'm trying to remember the I'm trying to remember the Watford managers. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. There's like three of them, isn't it? Oh, yeah. oh, I can't remember their names. <laughs> um, you can, you can. Lisa, yeah, Lisa give me multiple choice. Us. Multiple choice, gone. I'm right. just trying to think of so, it. I know we can get multiple choice. I'm remember, just remember your, your three options are Pellegrini, Nigel Pearson, or Eddie Howe. Um, I'm going to go Pearson. Correct. Yeah. I think he was Watford manager, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was, yeah. Because yeah. then um, right, E.K. Sancho Flores came back in. Yeah, and was gone just as quickly, wasn't it? But I wasn't sure if Pearson was before Christmas. Did they, how many managers did they have that he one only, season? Was he it three? Only came in just before Christmas, I think. Sorry, he only came in just before. Christmas. Well, this is it, right? But they had like three managers, but I wasn't sure, kind of like what time. What he still time. got in that in that period of like seven or eight games. He still got one of the best records of any Watford manager now. <laughs> <laughs> the win record. Yeah. Hey, look at that! I'm doing well here. Mm. This is game All of right. my life. Danny, you might need to, to get this one uh, without multiple choice, just to give yourself a chance. There's two questions left. Yeah. So, so Danny, the Champions League resumed back in August and it was uh, done in a slightly different format. Do you remember which city hosted the final? I was just about to say Portugal before you said City. Uh... <laughs> It's going to be one of Lisbon or Porto. Um, oh. I've got to go for it. Uh, I feel like it was the same place that Bayern or that Liverpool won. I think it was Lisbon. Correct. Three points. Ah, great. I had no idea. No idea. All right. Do you know what? The way this question works is I think this went a good way around, actually. Because... Chris, in that Champions League, I'm going to ask you which team eliminated Manchester City? Which team eliminated Manchester? Give me multiple choice, please. I will. Multiple choice. You've yeah. got Real Madrid, RB Leipzig, or Leon? Real Madrid, RB Leipzig, or Leon? Well, I had PSG in my head, so that's not good. <laughs> uh, um, Leon is closer to PSG than any other places, so it could be them. I, I, I'm absolutely blanking. I, I just don't. I just not. Uh, um, um, let's go for. Let's go for Leipzig. It was Leon. Correct. Was it Leon? Leon. <laughs> <laughs> Typical, typical. I would have got that one as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you would have. That's, that's typical. I'm glad it doesn't go over. All right, D Danny, what's, you what's are. Score? Scores on the door is Danny has five and Chris has seven. Last question. Oh. <laughs> it's like the uh, like the game yesterday, NFL game yesterday. That's crazy. <laughs> the end of that game was mad. And if we know Mark, he's got a tiebreaker. So you go for the tie or is he going to go for the win? Well, yeah, yeah, true. All right, Danny. We all know how much of a legend Rashford is. 
and and the work he's done. But which government minister thanked him, calling him Daniel Rashford? (laughs) No idea. Um, So, yeah. Which government minister thanked him by saying Daniel Rashford? Um, Do you remember this? I remember it. I remember it, but I'm trying to. I'm I'm trying to because I don't know if I'm hundred percent sure on it. I I think I can picture them more than get their name, but I don't even remember it happening. I'm going to need multiple choice. Guess. Oh, oh, multiple choice. I wonder where to start guessing. I think I might have it. So multiple choice. Is it Pretty Patel, Dominic Rob, or Matt Hancock? Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, this the, is the year that you should know the politicians. Could be any of them. <laughs> um, Do you not remember this? I thought it was. Uh, I don't remember it at all. Yeah, I remember it. I remember. Uh, who would have done that? But when you said it initially, I was remembering um, this American um, mayor doing it to a basketball player. That's why I had I had her in my mind, but yeah, it's definitely not her. Uh, I don't think it'd be Hancock. I know he's an ass, but I, just, I don't think it'd be him. I'm going to take a guess, and I'm going to go for Pretty Patel. Hancock, isn't it? Yeah, it was Hancock. Was it? Was on- yeah. What a year he's Matt Hancock. Yeah. He's, he's had a nightmare. Isn't ah, and this week's winner, Chris. And you just want to top it off the cherry yes, on please. top. Please, absolutely. Question. I'm not going multiple choice, by the way. So let's go. It was not the best year for, um, despite how much football he played for Man United captain Harry Maguire. He got arrested while on holiday. Do you remember what Greek island he was on? Was it Mykonos? It was Mykonos. Mykonos. I knew that one too. I got a wild question. Oh, behave yourself. I've got, I had some good ones. That's, that's got to be the most decisive win I've ever had. Oh, I'm absolutely chuffed with myself. <laughs> yeah. I'm done for the year now. Thank you and good night. Oh. My tiebreak was um, the Champions League final ended 1-0 to Bayern Munich. Who scored the goal? Could only be one Lewandowski, innit? Uh, I don't know if it was. Incorrect. I think no. it was... Was it K- K- Koeman? Yeah, Kingsley oh. Koeman. Yeah. Oh, Danny would have won the tiebreak. <laughs> I would have given it more for I wasn't thinking, but I would have gone Lewandowski. I would have gone um, Serge Gnabry. You know, when, when they said who scored the goal in the 1-0 Champions League final, I was like, who? Who was playing? What teams? Where? <laughs> I was like, that Champions League just, like, passed me. Enjoyed that Champions League. I, I love that format of where they're all, like, really close yeah. together, single legs. I really like that. Yeah, it's more like an international tournament, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I much preferred it, yeah. Oh, what a great win by me. Congrats. Well done, Chris. You're not impressed with me. I know I'm really impressed. You did well there. You got ah. some good good answers. I did try to balance. It's hard to, to know difficulty of the questions. I was like, I did try and balance it. So ah, my it, it clearly my my short term memory is not too bad. My long term memory is when I have issues. So if we just keep doing that short term one, we'll be good. Yeah. No. Well, it was the first pod of the year, so I felt a good wrap up quiz of 2020. Yeah. Good. And, Talking of wrapping up. Fun feedback for? <laughs> yeah. Fun feedback for? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Do you want to go first? Start this year a bit different to normal. Because I'm the winner. That's my prize. I get to start first. Correct. Um, 
So in my front three this week, um, it's absolutely going to alienate you two and everyone else that uh, listens to this podcast, all two of you. But it is um, Rugby Tap and Goes. Rugby Tap and Goes. Do you know what that is? Yeah, where they take the free quick, quickly. Yeah. Well, but for years, right, I've been saying this for years because you all know that I'm, I'm, a, I'm an avid rugby player. Um, and although we do a football podcast, it might be the sport I know the least amount, which is odd. Uh, rugby is one of the t- uh, sports that I play. And there's like a version of restarting. Whenever the ball's close to the try line and there's a penalty conceded, professional teams generally just kick the ball out for a line out. And I've been saying for years, why don't they do it like we do in the old grassroots level and just do a quick, just do a tap and go and try and score tries because it seems to be more efficient and effective. And lo and behold, this season, for some reason, I think they're copying Exeter. I think they would have started, the ones that started doing it. They're just doing tap and goes and they, they just keep scoring tries. It's literally five metres out, one quick tap and go, try time every time. And they stopped doing line out. So, um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that they're listening to me. I'm glad that I, um, I was able to impart some kind of tactical nous to an actual sport. At least it shows I know what I'm talking about to some level. But uh, yeah, tap and goes. Easy peasy. What happens in rugby league anyway? None of them ever kick it to touch. Well, that's rugby league, not rugby union. I'm talking about yeah. union. But what I mean is they've been doing it for years in rugby league at professional level. Uh, yeah, pretty much, but it's different because it's a, it's a different kind of way because they, they don't actually do line-outs. But it's basically the same premise, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, it's just, it just seems to be working again. Well, I mean, I agree. I think you should take full credit for that. Sounds like your idea. Well, I am taking yeah. full credit for it, um, and I'm basically having a good day all around. So, yeah, thank you very much. So your front three wasn't rugby, it was you. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, it, it depends on how you want to put it. But, yeah, if you want to say it's me, Mark, and Dan, I'm, I'll, I'll happily take it. I'll yeah. humbly put my hand up and say that I've um, innovated rugby for the professional era. I'm going to tell everyone I know. I know the guy who invented the new way of doing lineouts. Well, it's not the new way, it's the old way, but it's the new old way. The new old way, sorry. The say. Bielsa of rugby. Yeah. I, I Do not tarnish me with his terrible name. He's the most overrated manager in the history of the Premier League. All right? The guy's useless. Even, just because he squats down and sits on a bucket, people think he's innovative. He's, he's just got hip issues. That's it. Do you know what I mean? He's just having a, having a nervous poo. That's all it is. Do you know what? Sorry, now, you've brought this up and I forgot to say it earlier. I don't think, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be hyperbolic here, I don't think I've ever seen a team whose defensive shape is any worse than Leeds in the Premier League since I've watched it. Like, Remember Blackpool? The, the, when Blackpool the, were in the Premier League, that was bad. But, but usually these teams, like Blackpool and any of the teams that are at the bottom, they, 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 what I tend to see is that they have a lack of effort. What Le- Le- Leeds do, they just, they're just in shambles. They've got no line, they don't look to know where their, their, their teammates are. They're just all over the place, but Similar to rugby, they seem to have dog legs everywhere, and it's easy just to find the gaps. They have no idea what to do defensively. They just so. man mark. They man mark to all ten players outfield players. Stupid, stupid. And then you've got a player that runs behind them. But they got look. You've made me add football into my front three, back four, and I, I, I vowed never to do it. And look what you've done. Um, he also is in your back four. Never, never is he in my back four. I can't do it. He's just a terrible football manager. Uh, in my back four this week, actually, is alcohol. The old booze, the old sailor's soup, the old uh, uh, devil's juice, the old moonshine, um, the old uh, women's... Uh, what's that one called? No, I won't go there. Yeah, booze is in my back four because it's January, so we know what that means. It's dry January. 
So, uh, yep, I'm, in, I'm um, embarking on dry January. Uh, it seems to be getting criticised for it, seeing as um, this is the worst time to do it during lockdown. But for me, I think it's the best. I'm more of a social drinker. So if I'm not tempted to go out and drink, yeah. it's much easier to do it indoors. I don't know if you agree or disagree, but yeah. 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 You've got all these miserable people that drink all day, every day indoors because it's lockdown. I'm, I'm not that type. I, I go out and I party with the people and that's when I drink. Other than that, I just, <laughs> it sounds like you also did the equivalent of... Uh when someone starts a diet on Monday and gets about four takeaways on the weekend before the Monday to start their diet. Like yep. You, yep. you did sound like you were polishing off a few whiskey bottles during the Christmas period. Uh, yeah. In, in a week, in one week I had um, just over two and a half whiskey bottles. Um, and two of those was in, was two days. Yeah. So I did one night, one full bottle, one night, another bottle. And then wow. I can't remember the other one sipped at and um, that's perfectly fine. So um yeah, that's what I did. And now I'm I'm on a detox. Uh, it's part of my weight loss plan because I think I, one of my front threes last year was Finn Chris. And I hadn't succeeded up to this point. But this week I've been dieting. I've not weighed myself, but um, I'm certainly slimmer, I feel. So there you go. Congratulations. Ah, oh, thanks. I appreciate that. I've got to carry on for another four weeks. Right. We'll see how we get on. My, my goal is to lose um, seven kilos. Uh, in four weeks not in four weeks just overall by the time we get to your wedding i want to be down 12 kilograms yeah. well at this stage it'll be like 2024 so you might be all right by then well look if you give me longer time then i've got more chance of achieving that goal so um that'd be useful thanks who wants to go your wedding honey is the is the goal uh yeah i'll go then um yeah this must be my front three um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was more interesting than this than this. Um, <laughs> uh, like, what are you looking at? Yeah, my must fundry, be. My fundry is really boring as well. Yeah. Don't worry about it. It's a slow, oh, well, slow I just did, Yeah, <laughs> I just did rugby tap and goes as my front three. So um, <laughs> don't worry about yours. Slow we're week. All, we're all staying. We're all staying off the uh, political. Staying away. I'm staying far, far away from that. The problem is, there's literally so, no news, so you've got to really dig yeah. in and find something. But that's it. And some of the news is around like how 2020 was different. So one of the things is cassette tapes have been growing in sales. So they I fucking hate hipsters, uh, man. So. Cassette tapes doubled numbers number of sales from 2020 to 2019. Yeah, from sales. Yeah, yeah, from, from, yeah. from 12 to 24. <laughs> so Lady Gaga was the, the most sold album on cassette. So I was like, wherever these released and where do you buy them? And it's uh they're saying it's because people are now sit uh, wanting uh sort of collectibles. So they're saying if they buy a cassette, they can keep them for a while where as music obviously moves to streaming as soon as you stop your subscription you have nothing to show for it so yeah, I, just keep I, I find it a bit weird beanies. I was thinking what would I what have we stopped that I'd like to, to come back like DVDs not really I went um, I saw uh, who was Maybe. it uh, one like Claire, Claire's flatmates has a like a DVD collection and just has hundreds. And I was like, God, you don't see that anymore. I used to go into people's houses and just see like yeah. shelves of DVDs. It's funny like, what, what if you bring back? Because that seems to be the one people want. 
funny you say that about DVDs because we've been packing up the house because we're moving and we found loads of DVDs. We literally yesterday were going through going, do we really need to keep these? And what we found ourselves doing was going, well, that's a really nice box set. We should keep that one because it's like four in a, and it's in a nice box. We'll keep that one. I don't know why. We're never going to watch it. And then there were others where like, mm. that's just an individual film. We'll throw that. Uh, but yeah, we've ended up keeping probably all the Disney's and all the box sets we've kept. All the other DVDs gone. Do you remember when... I'll be you- honest, if the PS5 didn't play DVDs, I would have no, like, in a year's time, I'll have no way of even watching them. Well, uh, yeah, it's only <laughs> PlayStation that we can play it. I mean, we can't play it any other way. Yeah. Do you remember Sorry, when, um, Yeah, do you remember when you just, like, used to go to the cafe or something, you just sit down and eat and maybe a Chinese man just come in with a bag full of DVDs and cigarettes and just be like, yeah, DVD, DVD? Like, That's why... uh them. Claude of not Claude. Was it Claude? Yeah, Claude of Arsenal Fan TV. But uh, that's why he's no longer on it. Because he was selling DVDs. Because he said that about Son, didn't he? When Son oh. got subbed. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you, you know, they started filming themselves yeah, in, their, yeah. in their room. And when Son got subbed, he was like, oh, there goes DVD. So, mm, yeah. What a time. What a time. What a, what a day to be alive that was. All right, I'm back for is let's pull one out. It's so now you've got Jerry now Martin. it's like Jesus, hold, hold on, it's like now now that was Amazon's that was Jeff Bezos's kind of principle of his new business was to just instead of you having to go to the shop, he's just seen these guys that come to you and sell stuff. It's basically his principle, isn't it? Yeah. I guess so. Nope. No longer the richest man no. in the world anymore, Jeff Bezos. It's Elon Musk. Elon Musk overtook him, yeah. Do you know what his reply was? Do I know what his reply was? Yeah, Elon Musk to that. Uh, was this something like, i best get back to work then? Yep, that was his reply. So yeah. there you go. Pretty good, pretty good, pretty good reply. Yeah. All right, last one, back four. Uh, pull one out. Jerry Marsden died. The reason I bring him up is he's part of Jerry and the Pacemakers who sing You'll Never Walk Alone. Oh, which is I have no idea who you was the anthem. Yeah, well, you know the song, and it's the version they play at Anfield, and I think it's the same version they play in Celtic Park. So, and and in Dortmund, it's kind of related well, to the park. They play at Dortmund. They as play well. in Dortmund. It's a bit played there out. That song, isn't it? Yeah, it's, you know, it's it's even way better song. <laughs> yeah, I, I must that, admit, it's one of the things about United was when we had uh, United Road or something and it was like any time like, your team tries and I think Arsenal had won the review by Elvis and it was like these are just kind of pathetic like you see Anfield European nights where they're singing you'll never walk alone you're like oh. yeah that that creates an atmosphere when you're like <laughs> but anyway go on Dan I wonder how much that song costs on tape He's probably got an abundance. Uh, so in my front three this week, um, it's a very... You've got both. I've got both. Oh, I've actually got two back fours, but one is a little bit political, so I thought I wouldn't go with it. No, go for um, it. Do it, do it. My front, Let's start 2021. Well, my front three is um, just a lovely story uh, and also fairly sport-related. You know how I like to stick to sport. Um, it, the world's oldest living Olympian, Olympic champion uh, has turned 100 today. So congratulations to Agnes Coletti, who not only survived the Holocaust and survived COVID, 
She's turned 100 today. She is the oldest living Olympic champion. I just thought I'd read you uh, what she went through. She's a 10-time Olympic champion in gymnastics. Uh, she's 100 today. She's Hungarian. I thought the oldest Olympic champion was Pele. <laughs> Depends who you ask. <laughs> Uh, she was actually kicked off the gymnastics team uh, during the 40s because she was a Jew uh, and then was allowed back when uh, all that nonsense finished in the 50s where she made her actual Olympic debut um, over 30 years up. She was 31 and she won gold and then she went on to win 10 more times. Um, so uh, she says she still loves life. She still does gymnastics and she's incredibly grateful for her health this year. She turned 100 and I just thought that was a very lovely story. Do you think she's still on the juice? <laughs> Must be. How else can she be alive? Yes, she won felt like the rock. She w- <laughs> she's a hundred. She's six pack. She's got six pack. She's doing pull ups every day. Yeah, uh, and in my back four, um, my back four was going to be um, US currency uh, and, and quantitative easing, but I thought it was very boring and not point- <laughs> talking about it. So no, it's, please, it's, please go uh, ahead. Sis. Uh, it was just that. Just we the can, fact we that can play the, the the music on this bit. Well, that's what I was going to do. I was just going to basically <laughs> gradually going down, explaining it. Say bye. Then, uh, uh, so instead, I thought it'd be much more. And start the next podcast with him. Continue talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it'd be much more interesting to um, have my back four as uh, football index, which I thought would never, might never be in it. Um, but I don't, but Chris, right. back. so can I just give a bit of context to this? Danny's moving house because he's basically lost everything and. Um, <laughs> He's, he's downsizing to a one-bedroom studio. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the missus has left him. <laughs> so everyone's leaving me. got no money. Uh, so the reason, yeah. as you know, I've been a big fan for years. I've been on it since 2017, I can believe when I looked. Um, and uh, I've been a massive fan of it and always said it. everyone should be on it. I got you guys on it briefly and then off and then on. It wasn't for you. We know Rory's obsessed. That's great. I joined it a couple of weeks before, uh, a couple of weeks. It was like in the February last year, which looking back was probably the worst time because it absolutely dive bombed after that. That is the problem. So the, the reason, so the reason it's in my back four is not because of the platform or anything. Actually, is the management and the, the people that run for Windex. So the CEO, the guy who invented it, who'd been running it, quite a successful businessman, Adam Cole, he got kicked off, he got kicked out in December. Clearly, he'd made some mistakes. They changed the platform, changed the rules, changed everything. The market tanked. They tried to bring it back. They just kept getting the wrong thing. Um, they, they got rid of him in December and his right-hand man came in, um, Matt Bowen, as the new CEO. Uh, and just before Christmas, things were starting to settle again. So a lot of money had left the market, but things were starting to creep up and rise and everyone had kind of got to grips with it now. Okay, this is the new normal. And it was growing and growing. And actually, Christmas was pretty good. It saw the biggest growth it's seen for months. Going into the new year, really, really good. And then just as they do perfectly, just as things are going quite well, boom, an announcement, oh, we're taking away another way for you to win. You no longer get paid when they score goals or assists because it's costing us too much money to give you money. So not only have you all lost your money and all the players are worthless, we're now removing uh, any benefit that you used to have of holding them because they're not going to win dividends anymore. So um, unfortunately, they've, they've after all the crap for the last year we've taken, they've gone into my back four because they've just sort of put the nail in their own coffin and uh, I, I am a little nervous and worried that I don't think they will be in business this time next year if they continue doing what they're doing, uh, which means all the money. Well, there'll be a new thing you're telling us about. 
A couple that? of years ago, it was fan. It was fan jewel you kept telling us to put our life savings into, and then footy index. Like, don't worry, there'll be something else next year. Uh, well, it's funny because there, I mean there are loads. There are loads of things out there. Loads of stuff that I've dabbled with. Like there's sports stack and there's footstock and there's lo- there's loads of these games. Like everyone's copying it. Everyone's doing it. And they are. I, I like them because I like gambling. I like football. And I like to back myself for my football knowledge. But I've always gone back to football index because it was always the easiest way to win. It was made the most sense. It was the best concept. Uh, but how to take a brilliant concept and ruin it is amazing. Um, just what this management team have done is quite amazing. So well, I don't, I don't know. Obviously, I don't know it as well as you, but I've still got some holdings. But based on, on, and I know you're saying all these Twitter people are just lying or probably just telling themselves because they got to boost the, the actual app up and make sure that these new rules actually work so they can get their money out. But the, the, the way it sounds to me is the best thing they did was just get rid of the overall management, and now they've got a new guy who's just making these drastic moves. So it may, I think, if at least it's got a better chance of succeeding than it did previously. So that's basically where all the hope lies, isn't it? Because these drastic moves maybe aren't going to help you in the short term, but the idea is that they're all going to be long-term investments in their business and, and, and all your holdings are just going to be long-term and that's it. Or probably what it was I mean, originally the, supposed to be. The issue, the issue is that they keep changing the rules. So in that, right, it's the, what they did on Friday, their announcement, which they did in the middle of the day with yes. no notification. They didn't email everyone. They didn't send out a notification. Some people got got it some people didn't some people got an email some people got a text some people didn't get anything there was no and it was middle of the day on a friday as well it was the effectively imagine you went on betfair or paddy power whatever and you made a bet and said um my bet is i don't know three to one for came to score first and then halfway through the first half at nil nil paddy power came around and said oh by the way um he's now got score two for that same bet to work uh and if you if he scores one we're not going to pay you um but just so you know and then they don't even tell you they don't even tell everyone, but they just drop you a, a, a message in the app. If you click it, it will tell you. That's basically the equivalent of what they did. You'd I don't go, know why. You'd be up more, right? You'd go more, crazy. Yeah. The more that you put it down, the more I want to put money in it. I don't know what it is. Well, uh, you're basically, at the, the moment, to put money in is a bit of blind faith that they're going to turn it around and hopefully it'll grow again. Unfortunately, most people's faith. money is now stuck because 75, 80% of the market, you can't sell anyone now mm. because no one's buying. And because they took themselves out of the market, it's a peer-to-peer market now. If someone's not buying, you can't sell. So everyone's money is trapped. So at the moment, it's just going to go for the next few weeks and months. It will just... Great master plan, won't it? Just reel them in. Yeah. Two years later. Yeah. Like, yeah. Lock we're, out. we're out. We've got no liability. We're off. Sorry, traders. You're all stuck. Uh, and I think, unfortunately, if they don't change anything, that, that is what will happen. It will just go to zero. Um, so, yeah, they've made my back four, finally, <laughs> after a year of... Bad mistakes, uh, but fingers crossed. Like, there's, I've still got money in it, so fingers crossed it turns around because I can't get it out. Yeah, I hope for your sake it does. Right, so we've got two game weeks until next Sunday. Hope you're not moving yet next Sunday, are you, Dan? No, nah. nah, a few weeks yet. Liverpool, Man United next week. Look at that next yeah, Sunday, game. massive game. So we'll have a pod fresh off of that, hopefully, uh, and um, we'll be. I'm sure we'll just be talking about that game, no doubt. But there you go. Right. It's been a good one. It's been a long time, it feels like, but I've I really enjoyed this one. Do you know that? Great one. Yeah. I think the front three back four was a tough week, I'll be honest. Like, well, we're just steering clear of the old business, isn't we? Do you know what I mean? Let them do what they're doing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Look, our, guy, our, guy's, our guy's taking a big hit right now, and we just got to take it on the chin. <laughs> <laughs> right. See you next week. Bye. 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 Yeah.